Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord for The Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Hey friends, my name is Brenda McCord and Walt and I are glad you've joined us today as we continue to walk with God. You know, it's a day-to-day journey and even in the unknowns that we face, God's Word is available for us to read and we can meditate on it day and night. Today, we will look more closely at one of David's individual lament psalms, Psalm 26. And from this example, we will draw some of the clues David gives us with regard to self-examination, that soul-searching reflection and repentance as we take into account how we are living our lives. And, and we don't really know the exact time in his life when David wrote this psalm, but, but it makes sense because it gives us a glimpse into some of David's troubles. Uh, throughout much of his life, David was hounded by many different kinds of dangers and difficulties. He's, he was harassed by enemies at home and abroad. He even was harassed by enemies within his own family. He was hunted by opponents and and hated by the king of Israel. And although David made many foolish decisions in his lifetime, his desire was toward the Lord and his heart was centered on God. And this psalm begins with David in verses 1 to 7. He praying for vindication, literally says, Vindicate me, Lord, for I have walked in my integrity and I have trusted in the Lord without wavering. He calls on the Lord, Yahweh, the self-existent eternal one, sometimes spoken of as Jehovah. Um, this proper name is, is, is the name of the one true God. And even as he approaches him and, and, and asks for God to vindicate him, that's an important word. In the Hebrew, it means to declare, to judge, to give a testimony. And so it's an open declaration, a, pr- a profession of faith. David says, I've walked in integrity. And even as we think about walking in integrity, I just think of um, our three sons and now our eight grandchildren watching any of them, all of them, to learn how to walk and with them them pulling themselves up and uh, on furniture and then tottering along. And then they're going to stumble and fall. But like David was saying in in this wonderful psalm, um, you need to get back up and you need to walk on with God. Um, David has trusted the Lord without wavering, um, no doubt, decisive, and the Lord took account of David's moral integrity. David recognized his integrity was less than perfect by the use of the phrase, my integrity, not the Lord's integrity. Yeah, and David, as you say that, Walt, we do need to notice that that is my integrity. David's referring to himself, and we might pause and think, wow, David's claiming, you know, perfection, that he does it right, but that's not true. He's not claiming that he's perfect, but rather he's doing his best to follow the Lord without wavering. His trust and confidence are in the Lord. Yeah. And in verse 2, he goes on to say, Examine me, Lord. Put me to the test. Refine my mind and my heart. You know, while that uh, word there for mind is an interesting word in the Hebrew, uh, literally 
it means kidneys, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so. <laughs> so, Lord, yeah, examine me. Hey, here are my kidneys. Yeah, refine my kidneys. But what that is, is in the Hebrew, that that was the most inner part of who a person is. And he says, examine me as in a court of law, look closely to the inner workings of my mind and my heart, put me to the test, just as precious metals are put into a hot fire, and they are then proven to be pure silver or pure gold. And he says, search me, search me, O God, uh, over in Psalm 139, 23, know my heart, try me and know my anxious thoughts. God wants us to pass the test in order to prove us, prove us faithful, to grow us up as mature believers. But you know, while you and I just were talking about this yesterday, while God wants us to succeed, Satan through that test, he wants us to fail and to even walk away from God. And I think you even said the words, he wants us to fall and fail, which helps, that's just a good reminder there. And so in the midst of those uh, crying out to God, examine me, refine me, Walt and I were just talking about when have we faced uh, difficulties or problems in our life? And one example that we came up with was when we moved to Dallas, Texas, to attend seminary, and we were looking for jobs for employment. We'd found a little rental house to rent for just six months, and I had gone to Kelly Temporary Services and gone through their tests, and so I had some part-time assignments. But that full-time job just wasn't coming. And with our family, we we needed full-time employment. You were doing some part-time jobs as well as going to school at seminary. And as we walked through those months, if we wouldn't have had, as it were, those points of memory when we felt like God was telling us he wanted us to go to Dallas, we would have thought, are we making a mistake? Because this is a hard time to walk through. No job. We're trying to feed our family. People are being kind and caring for us and giving gifts to provide. But we, through that process, watched how God did test us and did prove us. And we knew, in fact, we were where he wanted. And verse three says, for your goodness is before my eyes, and I've walked in your truth. And David tells us in verse one, I've walked in my integrity. But here in verse three, he acknowledges God's goodness, and he says, I have walked in in your truth, Lord, that's where I will stay. And, and really, even as we think about that, um, David is referring to God's covenant-keeping love, his hesed, and, and that's something where God makes promises and then keeps them. And David is saying, that's the God that I'm interested in following. Well, the transition, even as David continues to call out to God in the midst of his difficult situation, and he asked God to examine him and acknowledge that he had walked from God's truth. And, and this is where we see even him looking at um, other people around him who are wicked and deceitful. And he says, I, I don't want to go with him. And he gives a list. It's really interesting. He calls them the deceitful. He calls them pretenders. He calls them evil doers, doer of evil. And, and then he says, I won't even sit with the, the wicked 
Um, these parallel the deeds of the flesh that Galatians 5 talks about. And David says, those are not the kind of people I will be around. As a matter of fact, verse 5 says, I hate the assembly of evildoers. I will not sit with the wicked. Um, and even as he says that, it reminds us back to Psalm 1. He does not walk, stand, or sit um, with the wicked. Um, he's not going to be spending time with those people. And even as he says that, um, I refuse to join with the wicked. Instead, I'll, I'll make my delight in the law of the Lord. And in his law, David meditates. And as we continue, as Walt had said, David is coming before the Lord in verses 1 through 7. And verses 6 and 7, as he wraps this up, he says, I wash my hands in innocence. I will go around your altar, Lord, that I may proclaim with the voice of thanksgiving and declare all your wonders. And so David is saying, vindicate me, Lord, judge me. I have walked in my integrity. I don't want to be with evildoers and those who are deceitful and those who are hypocrites. But instead, I want to wash my hands in innocence. I want to come before you and I want to go to your altar, Lord. And so he's asking that he would be cleansed as he approaches the goodness and the worship of the Lord, remembering the loving kindness of God. And why? After he prepares himself, that confession and that daily cleansing from the sin that comes each day in our lives, now he says, I will proclaim with thanksgiving. I'll declare all of your wonders. And I think a lot of us are prone to forget the things God has done for us, and we need reminders. Sometimes it's journal entries for those of us who journal or keep those types of calendars or notes and lists. Uh, sometimes people I know have, they have a special box or a jar where they will jot ways that they have seen God specifically working in their life. And I would encourage all of us to do that. We need reminders so that we can declare back to God his miracles, the wonders that he has performed. So, so summarizing those first seven verses, David prays for vindication. He says to God, you are the righteous judge. Look at my life. Judge my life. If, if it passes the test, um, I, I'm delighted. And, and now he's going to shift. It's going to verses um, 8 to 11. David is going to pray for deliverance. And even with that, he starts with, Lord, I have loved the dwelling of your house and the place where your glory remains. And this whole idea of the place where your glory demains, d remains is, is very important. Um, we love going to Jerusalem, and we love to see the Temple Mount, um, visit the Western Wall, sit on the southern steps. But, but God now does no longer reside there. As, as a matter of fact, the book of Ezekiel tells us his glory departed, and the Lord wrote Ichabod. The glory has departed on the temple. And then um, he goes on to say, and it went up by way of the Mount of Olives. And with that is that prefiguring of Jesus would do the same thing. He'd go over to the Mount of Olives and then ascend into heaven. But he's also coming back someday. And, and this whole idea of the glory of the Lord, it's now inside us. <laughs> I mean, we're now little temples, little tabernacles um, where God, through his power of his Holy Spirit, comes in and he, he empowers us and he um, claims us. 
In verse 9, he says, don't take my soul away along with sinners or my life with men of bloodship. Even the imagery is God just taking the soul and, and, and taking it to Sheol or taking it to the place of the wicked. No, Lord, I don't belong there. Don't take my life there with these men of bloodshed. And then in verse 10, he says, whose hands are wicked schemes, whose right hand is full of bribes. These sinners, these men of bloodshed, these men of wicked schemes and of bribes. I mean, David is pointing out, Lord, I don't want to be with those people, and I'm not going to choose to be with them for long. Once I figure and out who they are. And then he's saying, deliver me from them. Yeah, and, and because they're, they're attacking me, they're coming after me. Um, sometimes physically and, and very publicly, sometimes quietly and behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's what he's saying. God, God, just as you see behind the scenes, you need to, to continue to guide me forward. Um, I love verse 11, and this kind of acts as a summary for this second section. As David prays, prays for his deliverance, he says this, But as for me, I will walk in my integrity. Redeem me and be gracious to me. And that but, that contrast with these wicked doers. No, I, I will walk in my integrity. And I find it interesting at the beginning of the psalm, he says, I have walked in my integrity. Mm-hmm. And this is past history. But now he says, I will now and continue to walk in integrity and stand before you. Um, this confidence that God sees, this confidence that God can redeem him and will. And, and just this request, be gracious to me, Lord, be gracious. Um, this request for God's grace and mercy to be extended to him. And, and this isn't just a, um, just a to him kind of idea. This is to us. Right. And he wants it to be known that he does not want to walk and be seen with these wicked who whatever situation is going on in David's life as he wrote this particular psalm he's saying lord i'm not with them i'm not i'm not that's not my butt yeah. you know those aren't my buddies i'm not running with them right i'm a i'm apart from them and and as you read verse 11 always note that it began but but as for me, David's separating himself. He's saying, I'm walking a different path. In fact, uh, as we did Psalm 1, we saw those two paths, yeah. right? And the one is wide and many people walk on it, but the other is narrow and it will lead to eternal life. And then David, in verse 12, he vows his praise to God. My foot stands on level ground in the congregations. I will bless the Lord. You know, my foot stands on level ground. You know, that doesn't mean a whole lot to us, you know, paved sidewalks and roads. And But if you go to Israel with us, you will see rocks, rocks upon rocks, and they are uneven and they will catch you. We often encourage people to wear sneakers or hiking shoes. And over in Psalm 27 at 11, there, an, another verse there says, lead me in a level path. And so that idea of when my feet are stable, then what? My mind and my heart are stable. And, and remember, this this just is, um, it's so uh, picturetic and, and picturetic. And poetic. Um, it, it just is a wonderful description. Um, one of my favorite little hikes we take is when we go into the Judean wilderness and, and we hike up this little hill and we look across 
And um, but I, we always say, hey, be careful because it's very rough. It's uneven. There's stones. Well, that's where David spent most of his time as a youth. And so just that idea of this is this is part of me. This is part of my past. But now, Lord, as I come to you, I'm not going to be walking on that rocky ground. I, I'm going to be on a level place where I can worship you where I can praise you. And he wants his life to be stable. And he says, in the congregations, in other words, in the assembly, among other believers, those who are looking to you to be their guide, their redeemer, to be gracious to them, I will bless the Lord. Yes, I will praise you. I will tell of your name to my brethren. You know, David has given us a pattern here in Psalm 26 that we can use when we're struggling with difficulties or problems in our lives. And sometimes it involves people. Sometimes it involves illness, cancer. Uh, you fall and break your arm or a leg or you need to have hip surgery. Uh, many things happen in our lives. But David comes before the Lord and he asks him to vindicate you. I've trusted you, Lord. I've walked with you all these years. Show me. Show me where I've gone wrong. Examine me. Try me. Test me. I want to know, are there sins I should confess? And he humbles himself before the Lord. He acknowledges God's faithful, loyal love, that Hebrew word chesed. David will walk in God's truth. He will not spend time with deceitful men, pretenders, the evildoers, or the wicked. David's heart worships. He proclaims thanksgiving. He declares the wonders of God. I love David's closing words in this psalm. But as for me, I will walk in my integrity. Redeem me and be gracious to me, Lord. I shall bless the Lord. Until next time, may you continue to walk with God. Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord for The Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. 